have to market to grow your business. Agency, and I'm really excited to be here in LA in Hollywood yes. with Bijan Sadati with Keller Williams. Um, and we are just sharing some information about real estate, becoming maybe a new real estate agent, or if you're an agent already and you're just looking for some ideas to bring your business to the next level, this interview is going to be awesome just for you. But before we start, Bijan, could yes. you just share a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So, um, you know, I come from a background of finance. I used to work in banking for 10 years. Um, I've been a luxury real estate agent for about two and a half years now. I originally grew up in Orange County and I had a great career in banking. You know, I had a six-figure salary, everything was going well, but I just had a hunger and desire to start something new. So I literally made a transition. I dropped all my banking experience and I said, you know what, let's get out of here. I left Orange County, my home. I said, I want to do high-end real estate. And I just got up, got an apartment in Los Angeles, and I started my real estate career there. That's literally how it all started. People think I'm crazy to this day. Like, how do you drop a six-figure salary with that stability? But it was the best decision I've ever made. Yeah, so why real estate? Well, I always had a passion for real estate. You know, my dad was a developer early on in his career, and, you know, being around banking, and I worked in Newport Beach, so I was around a lot of successful people, and the one common denominator that they all had was they were all involved in real estate. And I said, you know what? I want to be one of these people who are essentially building a book of portfolio and understanding the real estate world better. So that really motivated my entire transition. When I saw who you know the upper echelon clientele was, I'm like, I want to be one of you know these people. So it was very motivating to me. Yeah, it reminds me of. Um, have you seen that movie? Um, um, the Pursuit of Happiness. Yes. Like that my, where the guy with Will the Smith, car yes. he's like, what do you do? Yes. So like kind of like that moment. Very like, similar. What do you do? And it, there was a thread that kind yes. of throughout all of that. Very them. similar. That's awesome. So um, what do you think are a couple things... Um, so right now, kind of where are you in real estate? Sure. So officially, I'd say it's about my almost coming up on my third year right now in real estate. Um, I have a team that's under my brand right now. So I've been very fortunate. I have a really good team under myself. I have a great management company over here. I average around 11 to 13 million in my first two years. Mm. My goal for my third year is 20 million plus. Personally, these are just personal goals that I have. And you know, being in Los Angeles, it's extremely competitive. Mm. So the key is you always want to set that bar even higher each year because it's probably the most competitive environment I've ever been into. Mm. You know, I could have stayed in Orange County, did real estate. I knew the entire city, the county extremely well, but going over to LA was a completely different environment. Right, right. You know? It's like, I want to crank it up enough. Yes. I mean, and on two, in two senses, on one hand, it's like so risky and it's almost like if you really want to feel like you're the best at it, like you're going to feel like the best at it. But also there is no class ceiling really. Yes. So... I mean, um, you know, I think the biggest thing for real estate agents is it's a lot of money just to start to become a real estate agent. You know, when I worked my career previously in banking, I saved six months of my entire salary. And I said, look, I have six months to make it or break it. Mm. So with that nest egg I had, I started. I feel like a lot of mistake that people make in real estate is sometimes they just get up and they start without any type of nest egg. Well, you know, the fees, the associations, the MLS, all these fees are gonna catch up to you. So then eventually what happens is here you have a motivated agent, 
but they can't survive because they need some financial income, so they pick up three, four jobs. Mm. Well, my philosophy is, in real estate, the only way to be successful is you're either all the way in or you're all the way out. When you have two to three jobs, it, it limits what you can really invest into your business. Mm -hmm. So for me, that was the big key. I wanted to be all the way in. I didn't care if I was financially struggling. I saved my nest egg. I mean, keep in mind, that was 11 years of my life that I saved mm. for a six-month gamble. Right. And, you know, it was by far still to this day, I tell people it's the best decision I've ever made. Nice. Yeah. You know, and that's really true for all small businesses. I think Very that, so. Um, you know, you, you need to look at real estate like that. Like this is an actual business. It's not just a job that you're nope. switching over to. So I think that that's a really good point. Yeah. So, um, so what are a couple things that you feel like, like it sounds like one of the things that led to your success was you were all in. Yes. Is there anything else that you can share that maybe you feel really contributed to where you're at right now? Um, in such a short amount of time. Yeah. Say? <laughs> you, you know, coming from a, the biggest transition for real estate is if you're coming from a W-2 income where you have stability, you have structure, and then now you're going to be your own boss, essentially. I think being in real estate, you got to realize you're your own boss. Nobody's going to tell you to get up in the morning, go to work, go to your office. So unless you have that structure and stability, it's very hard to really connect with people because there's no structure in your business. Mm -hmm. So for me, the one thing, as much as I didn't like being in corporate, it taught me structure. Mm. And the new agents I've noticed who don't come from a background in that, they struggle because they're like, hey, it's 2 o'clock. I can go home. I don't got anything to do. Well, no, you have to treat it like a 9 to 5 business. And the most successful agents that I personally know treat it as if it's their own business in that manner. And I think that makes a big difference. Right. You know? Well, and so what what are some things that you do during the day? So it's one thing to say, like, you really need to take sure. time. You need to invest it in here. So they show up at work. Mm -hmm. Now what? So I would say the, the three big key, keys is one, know your business. You know, when you get into real estate, your first three months is you want to consume as much knowledge as you can. Be around some of the best agents, go around the neighborhoods you want to, door knock. I mean, you got to be very aggressive as far as almost have no shame in that part of the business. That's the only way you're going to be successful. So real estate, you have to have a certain personality. You have to be a go-getter. You know, it's not a timid position. If you want to be successful, you got to really go after it. So I would say one is just know the business. Two is it's a social aspect. Mm. I mean, I go out all the time, meet people. This is my first three clients I met was probably at a restaurant, you know, and it's just being in the LA lifestyle. You meet people, you talk about real estate and you have to be very comfortable talking about that business. Mm. And I think that's where sometimes some people come short is they take it as a friend approach, and you should, but it needs to transition to a real estate conversation. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of people struggle is, hey, I feel like I'm too pushy. Well, no, it's not being pushy. You can add value, see how you can help them, and you're coming from a sincere place. And I think that makes all the difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so, and I'm, I'm assuming that probably in LA, it's, I mean, I, I kind of am, am imagining, like, no matter where someone might be living and listening to what you're sharing, I think um, I just want to kind of connect the dots, like, we're probably talking about the most competitive. Like, how do you know how many agents are in your market? I mean, I can like tell you. So, in our in our office, they say in Los Angeles, career wise, one out of every six people are real estate <laughs> agents. That's that's insane. Yeah. Like, if <laughs> you look, I mean, I could walk down the street right now and go to uh, lunch, and I guarantee you, there's one, two, three agents there. It's just the norm because yeah. a lot of people, you know, they see the television shows, they think it's an easy job, it's a side job. Well, it's not. But the truth of the matter is. You're a real estate agent. That's what they want to do. And sometimes, you know, they'll go, they'll be like, oh, my family has a property. I'll want to sell it for them. I can make a quick buck here. They kind of go with the quick buck scheme. And 
it's a business. You got to treat it as a business, but it's very competitive as well too. <laughs> so you could be having dinner from with someone, and uh, they're talking about selling a house. And you're like, oh, I can help you, and they're like, yeah, no, I am. Uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I do that. Oh my god, <laughs> I I can tell you that's happened to me on several <laughs> occasions. Right. Several occasions, just talking to people, like, oh yeah, I'm a real estate agent. I've even talked to people who own their own brokerage. I mean. It's in Orange County or Los Angeles, and I feel like all around you know the U.S. Now you go to New York, you go to Texas, you know the big cities. Everyone's an agent practically. San Francisco, same thing. So, right. I think what separates the agents is what do you have to offer? Mm. You know what what makes you different than all the other agents? How's your approach in your business? Mm -hmm. And um, so, what are a couple nuggets? Like, what would be something that like really specific that would set you apart versus sure. someone else having dinner with the same person? So, I think for me, what I learned early on, which kind of helped me, is what's your niche in the business, right? Anybody can show home. Anybody can find you know go out and try to get listings, try to find clients. My niche was. I come from a very good investment background. Mm -hmm. So I really got to see who the clientele was as far as investment because a lot of people want real estate just for investment properties, mm -hmm. real estate income. Uh, they want to buy investment properties to flip. Well, I can break down numbers pretty well. So for me, I'm like, let me focus on this niche instead of just driving first time home buyers and them driving me crazy all around the city <laughs> looking at 10, 12 different homes. It's happened, yeah. which I like to do, mm -hmm. but I think you have to concentrate X amount of your business into what your strength is. Mm -hmm. So if your strength is dealing with first time home buyers, by all means, go out there, market yourself to first time home buyers. I know my strength is dealing with investors. Mm -hmm. Investors are probably the most transparent type of clientele mm -hmm. because all they care about is the numbers. And right. sometimes I've noticed agents say, I don't want to deal with investors. They're so mean, they're so strict, they're so pushy. <laughs> yes, they are, mm -hmm. but they'll always do the deal if it makes sense. So they take out emotion. They, too. they like, that's, that's the, the best thing. thing. It's like I would take direct yes. and take out the emotion oh my God. over and, like it, and it and that's a good thing too to kind of bring out is the fact that know yourself like yes. what would you prefer some people might be out there just going you know i would rather have someone be kind and yeah. i want to see the well looks on their faces but you know some of us are like um you know how about if you make a good decision financially and i couldn't agree with you more i think for me dealing with the client i just want you to know what you want so mm -hmm. i can help you in that situation but you'd be surprised so many people in real estate they're just they don't they're not decisive on their decisions because it's also the biggest financial decision they're going to make so number one as an agent you have to help them in that situation but two is is that the type of client you want to you know help and deal with and so forth is that your niche find your niche in real estate because there's so many things people go to commercial investments first-time home buyers flip properties find your niche and i would say put the majority of your focus in that and then really expand your business from that point. And mm -hmm. I've noticed, I literally, I, I didn't do anything outside the box. I took three of the top agents that I really respect and I saw, you know, we're doing really well financially and I just saw, and I had a better understanding of how to do this mm -hmm. at that point. Which brings out another point, and probably that's a big reason why you are successful, is looking for a mentor. Yes. I think that's another thing that's overlooked. And you said exactly that. It's like you're modeling what, like you could see yourself doing business how they do it and then you're like, okay, that's, you know, I'm going to take what they Very know. Very true. And we were just talking about this, about agents being open. Like, if you're here and you're a real estate agent and you're listening to us, wow, you're like top 5% already. And it yeah. goes to that. It's like, when you talk to someone who's successful, they've already found someone who's already where they want to be. And Absolutely. then they figure out how they do that. It sounds like you mapped that out early Drop on. Drop your pride. I mean... I came from a 12-year financing background where I was an AVP, assistant vice president of one of the biggest banks. Mm -hmm. When I transitioned to real estate, my knowledge was not even close to where it was in finance. I had to swallow my pride, 
Bijan, you know nothing about real estate right now. This is the time to learn everything, ask as many questions. Well, a lot of people have that struggle. For me, I had no struggle. I said, drop the pride, I wanna learn the business. Mm -hmm. To really be good at the business, you have to understand the business. And I've noticed the agents that can make that transition become extremely successful. Mm -hmm. And that's key. So that's my number one advice to all the upcoming agents. Have a hunger to learn the business. Once you do that, everything else will fall into place. That's awesome. You know? well, that's really good. So um, where does a lot of your business come from? Like, how do you drum up new business? So um, I'd say probably three different aspects. Number one, your best bet of business is going to come within. So referrals, family, friends, you know, everyone within your family is going to eventually sell, buy. They always have friends. Then your network, your circle, your friends, your social media. I mean, a lot of my first three deals, two deals, my first two deals came from that, was oh, nice. from your inner circle. Then you really have to start marketing yourself. You have to talk to a lot of people, get as many clients as you can. And that's where I just passed out my business cards, always followed up. I had a marketing campaign, which helped me a lot. Um, and then I also did a lot of investment deals, which I went door knocking. I mean, my biggest my biggest deal was probably my third deal, and it was from a door knocking. I literally was door knocking. This lady wanted to sell her house, and the price that she said, I thought it was amazing. I honestly wanted to buy it right there. She's like, but you can't be my agent, but if you can get this price I want, I'll sell the house. Oh. So within two days, I contacted every agent within Los Angeles, sent out a mass marketing, mm -hmm. said, I have this property, this price, if anyone's interested, contact me ASAP. Within that day, I got about three full offers. Mm -hmm. And that was my one of my biggest deals that I did today. And it was all from a door knocking. Oh and it was an investment property. It was just, so that's what I was saying, you can do these things, you know, it's just go out there. And I wasn't comfortable door knocking. Right. It's not something I did before, but, I overcame that fear and, you know, success follows once you do that. Yeah. Well, and how successful you probably felt by doing it. Oh my God, and that then to have motivated it, like, me. Give you the juice after because it worked, you know. There was like, nothing double. to fear after then that. Then it's like, I could do anything. You can do anything. <laughs> it's just, you know, the biggest thing is just fear itself. Yeah. That's it. Once you overcome that, everything else, you, you have a ability and a hunger and a desire to continue to do it more often. Mm -hmm. And that's what I personally tell all the agents that, you know, I mentor is just that. Mm -hmm. Get over the fear. What's the worst you're going to hear? A no? Right. No, Go no, no. Go hear it 10 times. Go hear it 20 times <laughs> yeah. and then come back to me. Yeah. It makes you a strong person. Yeah. It really may. In, in your personal life, in your business life, hearing no is a good thing. People find that as a negative. I really don't because it motivates me in a different way. Either you're doing something wrong or your approach is wrong or you learn how to fix that and make those adjustments. Mm -hmm. But if you're not hearing no, you're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> like you're you said it, good. Job. Okay, let me just double check a couple things. Like my middle, it's like my middle check. <laughs> halfway through, sorry. That's so awesome. Good. Mom's got great questions. I, uh, I always check, half well I don't always, but when I go to LA and yeah. I do this, I'm like, okay, I'm checking halfway through to make sure we're not, so that was our little intermission. Cool. But, um, this is so fascinating. So, um, and we talked a lot about um, some of the mistakes that you feel like new agents make. Are there any others that you just want to share before we move on to the next set of questions? Mistakes-wise? That new agents That make. new agents make. Yeah, I would say one of the biggest, you touched on it. A lot of them have this ability where they think they can just do it on their own. Mm -hmm. You will not succeed without a mentor. Nobody I know has just gone into the business and successfully, magically been successful. Mm -hmm. 
the best thing you can do is get a mentor early into your business. Somebody who can guide you, teach you, you know, be there for you because you're going to fail. You're going to fail, fail several times. I can give you multiple stories I failed, but I always had someone to pick me up, to motivate me, made all the difference or else I would be out the business. Right. That's, that's the thing. And that's where I feel a lot of agents leave the business or they'll switch agencies because they don't get that development. They don't get that mentorship from someone. And I don't always put it on the mentor, but I more so put it on the agent because it's the agent's job to really ask for it, reach out for it. And a lot of agents are shy. They don't want, they think they're bothering you. Well, if you have a good mentor, you're never bothering that person. They enjoy teaching you. You know, I had a really good mentor. He helped me a lot with any questions I ever had. So I think it's pay it forward concept. Mm -hmm. It's really important. Well, and it seems like you have an attitude of mentorship too. And it yes. seems, um, most of the agents that I've talked to who are successful do. Yeah. And um, I feel like as a mentor, do you ever feel like I don't want to be working harder than you are? And if someone's not asking you enough questions, you feel like you're having to kind of push a rope? Or what's your feeling about the dynamic as a mentor to someone reaching out to you? I'll go as far as you want me to go. Mm -hmm. Meaning that if you want to learn certain things, I will be here to teach you. If you call me, I will answer. If you text me, I will be right there response to you. But it's your job to be proactive. Mm -hmm not reactive. And I think that's what I've noticed successful agents who are very motivated because I've, even my friends who are just agents who are starting out, they call me a lot just to ask basic questions. What do you think about this? What would you do in this scenario? Well, I have a certain respect for them because I'm like, these guys are motivated. I was the same way. I would call my mentor, I would call my other real estate friends all the time whenever I had any deal going on. Even my first four months, I was literally on the phone just asking questions. But I learned so much by doing that. Mm -hmm. Literally. There's not, you know, there's very few scenarios right now you can put me in that I'm totally uncomfortable with because I fell so many times and I got back up each time and I think if I can teach an agent that, it's so powerful because mm -hmm. it'll keep them from leaving the business. Yeah. That's yeah. what the key is. That's awesome. You know? Well, let's get really specific yeah. about marketing. I'm a marketer, so mm -hmm. I'm super interested and fascinated by what works, what doesn't. Um, one thing I found over the years is that there are like fundamental truths about marketing yes. and real estate and then everything else changes really fast. Yes. Um, so what are some things, um, cause you mentioned, you know, emails, door knocking, those would be really legitimate. What would you say, um, you mentioned social media. It's huge. How, how do you use social media in your marketing? So, so real estate has really transitioned over the last 10 years. You know, growing up, it was really flyers, marketing, word of mouth, so forth. Nowadays, even the high-end listings, I mean, you look in LA, all the listings over $20 million, there's not even much flyers about it, but what you will see is Facebook videos, you'll see Instagram videos, you'll see hashtags. The new generation is all about social media, so either you can adapt to that or you can resist to it. The quicker you adapt, the more successful you'll be. Well, when I started, I wasn't you know, the most savvy Facebook slash Instagram, but I had to learn real quick because I saw the value in it. So I would say for the new generation, you better be really good at Instagram, Facebook, because that's what everyone's doing right now. Even live videos, something similar to this. I mean, when they're going to listings, they're doing it. Now there's things where they're doing 3D videos for their open houses. Pretty soon there's probably not even gonna be open houses. You put on a set of glasses, you can see it straight from yeah. the website. Um, you got to be able to adapt to these markings. I like those VR yes. videos. Yes. That would be really I've cool. seen them. I, I love them. I think yeah. they're, you see a layout of the entire home just by looking at the glasses. You look up. Yeah. Look yeah. I talked to the VP of that company and they said this is going to be within five years, this is going to be the new generation. Like there's not going to be fires. You're just going to pick up one of these online and you're going to be able to see the entire house. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, it's amazing. And right. I can see that happening. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. So what do you think about Zillow? 
Ooh, that's a. I know. That, I love this. this is like yeah. this is controversial. Most controversial. Wanna, if, if you're willing to speak out loud, I will. Um, uh, so when I ask agents that, I'm always like, well, let's. So, how transparent uh, are you? Because I'm thinking, okay, I'm, n- not you, yes. but other agents I've talked to, I've th- I thought, I know that you advertise on Zillow. Are you going to say it out loud <laughs> on the internet for all to see? Look, if you ask me a question, Tiffany, I'm very transparent, no. okay? <laughs> so, I, I will not hold back, you. okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking a deep breath because I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to be extremely transparent <laughs> on my thoughts. Full disclosure, these are my thoughts on yeah. Zillow. Um, I think Zillow is very important for your reviews, first and foremost. Because if you don't know me, and you hear a recommendation from someone, you'll take that person's credibility, and they might vouch me and so forth, but really the only stability that you have in confidence is through a review, right? You would feel more comfortable, just like you're going to travel, you go to Yelp, or you go to Travel Guide, whatever the case be. Same thing goes with real estate. You need to see who I am, and it's through my customer reviews. So I respect Zillow, and I value Zillow for that, because whenever I buy, sell a home, whatever the case be, I always ask for a review. All my reviews are five stars, because I really take pride in making sure that I'm giving that service. Where I disagree with a lot of people is the marketing that they use for Zillow and the amount that they pay you know, to get that Zillow leads and so forth. I'm kind of against that. That's my personal opinion on it because I feel that there's so many other ways you can get leads instead of dumping that money into that type of campaign. You probably ask every agent. I honestly, I'd probably say 50-50. Some love it, some hate it, some have horror stories. I've never to an agent who would say publicly Pub- that they love it. Oh, okay. <laughs> like quite honestly. No, that's good. <laughs> so that, most of them were like, I hate, so, they wouldn't even get, they wouldn't even be able to say, oh, I like the review. They'd yeah. be like, I hate Zillow. What do you want to talk yes. about Zillow? <laughs> and that's because they dump so much money into it. Mm-hmm. I do like Zillow for the review standpoint because. Clients will research me and hey, and I mm-hmm. take pride. Go look at my Zillow. You'll see great reviews. You know, look at my magazine covers. Whatever the case be, that's your reference to know who I am without really knowing me just yet. Kind of social proof. Social kind of proof, thing. exactly. And so, okay, let's talk about reviews a little yeah. bit. Um, when you when you funnel people to reviews, do you re- recommend a certain platform over another, so like Google or Facebook or? Um, um, Zillow or even Yelp. I know you're really high on Yelp. Too. I, I, I'm I'm really high on Yelp um, because any type of business really looks at Yelp. I would say for real estate, you got to take three big things. Number one would be Zillow. Zillow's number one. You know, a lot of people might say bad things about it, but if you're looking for a home or I show you a home or I tell you something about a home, you're going to go to Zillow just to look up that home, most likely. Mm-hmm. Realtor.com. A lot of people are using Realtor.com. Hey, tell me about this Realtor. Well, they'll go to Realtor to find out who this is. Mm-hmm. So I'm big on Zillow, big on Realtor. And then I will also say, you know, something along the lines of Yelp is also very important mm-hmm. to for your business aspect. So the more reviews you have on public websites, it's great. And then I would also say have a Google page. I have a Google page and I think that also helps me, you know, you put your business, your office address, so forth, a few reviews there, here and there. And I think, you know, you show us stability as well on top of that. And there's a comfort you get in working with me at that point. Yeah. Before getting to know me. Yeah. Plus Google owns the world. And so you should probably have reviews because it pushes you up. Of course. That's really, really good. So, um, so do you have a website? I your do. Your own self. Like, I know there's, like, the Keller Williams mm-hmm. World website, but do you have your own? I do. Website? Mine is www.luxuryla.houses. Um, you know, on my website, you can pretty much directly contact me. You'll have all of the listings here in Los Angeles. There's also, I mean, Los Angeles is a little different because there's a lot of international buyers. There's people who want to come here for a few months out of the year. So on my website, you can see all the leases available, all the high-end homes, you know, um, anything you want in Los Angeles, you can pretty much search through my website, contact me. So it's a beautiful website. I suggest everyone checks it out. So you have a feed that goes into that. 
Yes. So you actually, so it, which is a significant investment. So I think I like it's huge. touching on that just based on it's such an investment, um, especially if you're breaking it down into leases yeah. and all that. Um, the development cost is higher because you yes. have to build it out. Um, Get your own domain, exactly, set it up. domain, and then um, the feed you have yes, to pay for as well. absolutely. And so I think it's a big, um, What are what is, one, the purpose of your website? Like, what is your goal to have it in the first place? Well, and two, what led you to put that kind of money into it? I think just the website creates uh, professionalism and stability about you. And I think, you know, if I'm talking to you and having interaction with you and on my business card, you see my website, I think it just gives a certain presence about you. And I highly recommend having a website for everybody because it just sets you apart from a lot of agents because a lot of agents don't have a website. They might just throw their company website. Well, I like that personal feature of things, you know, where I can say, just go check out my website, check out the home that you like on there. And it feels like they're working with me. You know, I can pull up their information at that point once they're on my website, see what they were looking at, things along those lines. It gives you data that other things could, other resources can't give you. Mm -hmm. so, so do, do it. You, and I'm just curious, I build websites, so I'm always just yeah. like really fascinated by how people um, put them together. Do you use the platform offered by Keller Williams? I, Did you um, have your own built? I, so that's a great question. Keller Williams offered me its own platform. Um, I wanted to take a different route, so I just went, got my own domain, had somebody create my website for me with my ideas, my visuals, kind of, and that's so what I want to do. Freedom. Like a lot more freedom. Yes. So it's it's brand awareness. That's yes. your goal. Um, not necessarily like probably grabbing leads as well. Yes. You could do that on a Keller Williams site. Yeah. But um, I would say gra grabbing leads not so much on my website, which it does help, but brand awareness okay. is big. Because in real estate, you have to build your brand because that's what's going to separate you. So when people see, you know, my name, my brand, my company name, I mean, it's associating you with me essentially. Mm -hmm. Where. I don't necessarily want everything to be associated with my company. Mm -hmm. I love my company, I respect my company, but at the end of the day, I'm the agent. Mm -hmm. So you need to build your own brand within that within that company. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a huge aspect. And a lot of the top agents do that exact thing. Right. And it's a very difficult task because you're branded around whatever agents, whether it's the agency, whether it's Keller Williams, mm -hmm. whether it's Century 21, how do you, Bijan, get out there or whatever agent wants to do show them who you are aside from your company. Right. Because the truth is, everyone switches agencies. It's, you know, a lot of people will switch agencies throughout their career. I'm sure any agent who's been there for five years or more probably most likely switch agencies and there's nothing wrong with that, mm -hmm. but it's hard to do that when there's no individual brand. Right, right. That's what it does. Well, and even beyond that, like you would think that, um, like thinking about how many Keller Williams agents oh my there God. are in the city. like. It's it's a great company. So there's yeah. just a lot of agents who are. And so, again, um, I mean, really building your own brand, your right. own personal brand, kind of goes back to that. How do you set yourself apart? But not only set yourself apart, um, show that to the world. So, well, that's good. That's really interesting. So, um, and uh, let's see how we're doing on time. Okay, so tell me, okay, I want you to imagine an agent that you're working with and you're mentoring okay. that person. Um, if you could just make them do something, you're like the boss of the world and you could just force them and wave a magic wand yes. into doing exactly what you're saying because you're having such a hard time making them do it, what would that be? Find a way to fail. Okay. Go door knocking. 
because that is one of the biggest fear of agents. And until you get over that biggest fear, it's hard to put everything else aside. But once you take care of and you essentially take out of the equation your biggest fear, everything else becomes easier. So when I started in the business, my biggest fear was actually door knocking. It was almost having that interaction with people. Well, why did I get in the business if that's my biggest fear? So let's take, my mentor literally told me, take that out of the equation, go after that first. Once you do that, let's revisit everything else. To this day, after I did door knocking, I had no fear of anything business. It's not hard to make a cold call for me. I was in person door knocking somebody's house. It's not hard campaigning. It's not hard meeting you at a restaurant, having a conversation with you because I did the hardest task. Mm -hmm. You know, once you do that, everything else becomes easier and you become more confident in your business. Real estate is confidence. You have confidence, you'll be successful. But confidence comes from experience, from knowledge. Once you do that, things become an easier transition and you'll start to have the swagger about you where people just want to work with you. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I noticed in a lot of successful agents. Mm -hmm. You know, I know a lot of people who, they measure their success by no's. Like, they don't say, mm. like, how many yeses did I get today? They're like, well, how many times mm, have sure. I heard no? Which seems, like, counterproductive. Yeah, yeah like, you think, like, well, it's pretty negative. However, yes. anyone who I think who's facing fear... It's That's great. probably a really good tool. Yes. Uh, maybe not an overall success strategy, but yes, as as you said it right. <laughs> but a tool to kind of get to be able to yeah. um, act on a success strategy versus build it and then go. I, hmm. I mean, like I think of it this: if I'm making twenty phone calls a day for two weeks straight, and I'm hearing no's twenty times a day from every single person. I'm doing something wrong too. So you got to question, what are you doing? And because a lot of people are like, well, no, I got rejected today. I feel good. It's okay. I can overcome it. No, no, that's not the goal. That's, let's go back. That's not the goal. The goal is, okay, let's, you know, let's start coaching and seeing how we can fix whatever they're saying no to you about, you know? So I think that's a big aspect of the business. It's great to hear no because <laughs> it builds your confidence in a certain way, but if you're continuously doing that and you're hearing that, you need to change your you know, position at that point. <laughs> but it's funny, what you said is so true because I've heard it from other I agents. I love your pushback though. Like, <laughs> I, I, I use that a lot and I think that that's, <laughs> I think that's awesome how um, that's true. It's like, very you true. You might be doing some stuff wrong. Yeah. If, that's <laughs> if that's all you're hearing, let's question <laughs> you know, your process yeah. at that point. Once you're past the little fear stage, yeah. too. And Keller Williams, you know, we talked about this a little bit um, off camera, was that um, the training is mm. really good. It is. I know. Don't they have, like, a coaching system as well? Um, and one, how does that work? Is it something that you feel other companies could duplicate or an agent no matter what company they're in, they could maybe duplicate that on their own. Yeah, I would say um, when you're a new agent, the most when you choose that real estate company, whichever agency you want to work for, the only thing don't worry about the split. Don't and here's the mistake a lot of agents make: oh, I want to get this split, I want to get this cut. Don't worry about any of that. You're new to the business. You need to learn the business to understand the business. The most and only important thing should be one of two things. One is what is the training like biggest question I asked. Well, Keller Williams had a phenomenal training program. This office specifically, the company in general has a great, but every office is a little bit different. So I would say find a company that has great training. If you're not going to somewhere like Keller Williams, let's say you're going to a different type of agency, find an amazing mentor. Somebody who's been in the business who will teach you, who will take you under their wings. And I would base my decision off that at that point. Then when you get that experience, at that time you go to negotiating tables and say, hey, I'm worth this much. This is what I think I should be making. This is my split, but people do that reversed, mm -hmm. you know, and they have an entitlement, which mm -hmm. you just gotta let go when you're first starting. Yeah. 
So by saying like go out, find an, a company that offers good training, what are a couple questions that you think are good questions for an agent to ask that company to know what it, whether they do have, like what is good training? Be as transparent as possible. How often, tell me about your training program. Am I getting a mentor or am I going to classes? Am I doing online courses? I mean, you also have to understand yourself. Some people want to work with you every single day. I need, you know, I'm the type of person who might need a mentor every single day. I'm the type of person who could go online and just, you know, look at what the notes are and so forth, or I can go to a training class. So understand what brings value to you. After you do that, see who offers that value to you because every agency is different. And then ask those very transparent questions. The great thing is, it's not like they're interviewing you, you're interviewing them. And that's the difference between almost a W-2 and a 1099. Well, 1099, you're on your own. So you need to treat it as your business. Don't be shy. You know, go interview tons. I interviewed, I want to say six agents, agencies, before I chose the agency I'm with right now. Okay. And the number one goal for me was training. And the reason why I chose my office when I first started was because I knew they impressed me on their training program. Mm -hmm. So one thing, as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, real estate agents and especially successful agencies are really good at talking. Like, yeah. as far as like, whoa, we're amazing. So do you offer training? Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, you're always going to get, oh, yeah. Like, don't you think? Who is of course, say who's no? going to say no, yeah. right? So if an agent is new, I'm imagining like someone coming in, um, for example, my daughter Miranda yes. works with you and she went in and asked, I had full confidence that she could pick because she grew up with us. Right. Like, she knows... First of all, the swagger and the, sure. you, you know, oh, yeah, they're, you know, yes, 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 especially in L.A., right? Yes. <laughs> and, um, but anywhere that happens. Um, so, but someone who maybe doesn't have experience, but they're kind of a go-getter. Right. Um, kind of empowering that person. How, if, so, if you say, do you have training? And they say, yes, what might be a good next Follow-up question? question? At the end of the day, you can talk your way about my training program's the best. I do this. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the two things I'd say you have to go to with is kind of your gut, but also with your recommendations. And I'll give you an example. When I chose this office, my agency, Keller Williams, I had two other agents. And the best way to really understand is ask them. They work for the company. They'll tell you the truth, whether they hate it, they don't like it. You know, they're not getting paid to be within that company. They're self-employed, essentially. So well, number one, I would ask the other agents within that office before you join that agency. Hey, Tiffany, tell me about the training program. How did you start? How was the training program? Did you enjoy it? Did you like it? They're going to be blunt, honest with you, you right. know? So I think that's a crucial part. And then second is the proof is in the pudding. Once you start within the first two months, a month probably, you know how good the training is. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's no commitment. You're not signing a agreement. If you don't like it, get up and walk. Go join a new agency at mm -hmm. that point. I'm all for that. But the most important thing to me is you have to have good training. When you're starting, you need a mentor. You need somebody who's going to help you. But you have to be a go-getter, and you have to ask for it. Okay. And what is it that you're struggling with? Mention all the time. Mm -hmm. You know. So kind of knowing your own weakness. Know your own weaknesses. Yeah. So Good to have someone shadow you, watch you. You tell me what my weaknesses are. But if you're not comfortable with something, you need to express that. And a lot of agents don't because they want to feel as they need to express they know everything. Even to their clients, I think that's a big part. Mm. They... When you're starting in the business to a client, it's very fearful to be like, I'm not sure, let me check on that. Well, you know, you're questioning their stability. Do they know the business now? So it's okay to say, I don't know, but let me find out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, nothing wrong with saying that. 
Right. And already they're probably sitting there with a potential new client. Oh, yeah. Saying, please trust me, I'm new. Yes. And then they're having to say, okay, I'm going to check on that. But honestly, people respond better to that. Yes. Like, oh, you're new and you're willing to ask thank you. Yes. You know? Absolutely. Whereas you, again, counterintuitive. You're thinking that, oh, I'm going to tell them I don't know. Now they're going to really know that I'm new. Whereas that's actually a, a positive is what I'm yeah, hearing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, it, it depends. It's a great point. How do you position it? Mm-hmm. Everything that you verbally express is how do you position it? If I position it as Tiffany, I, you know, I, I don't know. Let me see if I can find out for you. Well, you're kind of questionable about it. But I say, you know what, Tiffany, I'm not sure, but I'm going to find out for you. I'll get back to you. Let's say within 30 minutes, I'll give you a call. Mm-hmm. A little bit more confidence, yeah. right? Now, if I say, you know, Tiffany, I'm going to also ask one of my experts that I work with as part of my team. We'll come together. It's just more you know, you feel a little bit more sincere and more comfort about that. So all about how you express things. Mm-hmm. You nice, know. nice. Okay, so before we move on, um, is there anything else about marketing or about like sharing some insight with agents that we haven't discussed yet? Um, I would say mar- marketing is a huge aspect yeah. of the business. <laughs> I mean, people don't talk about it enough, but social media is crucial. I think just creating a, a, a public page where it shows a day in the life of what you do mm-hmm. as an agent, what you symbolize makes a big difference. Like, I mean, if you look at my Instagram, I think I try to share a little bit both of my personal and my business life, and I think that's big. You look at some of the top agents, even on the you know uh, million dollar listings. Mm-hmm. You know, I follow a lot of the agents. They all we all work together essentially right on the same street. Mm-hmm. So having a good public figure and really marketing yourself because. Being an agent is all about credibility. The more credibility you can build, the more clientele you'll get. You know, the more you're out there, the more people know you, the more people want to work with you. So brand is big, mm-hmm. you know. Talking to a lot of people, having good marketing teams. Nowadays, you can do a lot of uh, emails as well, too. You know, something like chip mail. Whenever you have a listing, can blast out to 18,000 agents. So the marketing, I don't feel, is as hard. It's just really getting the social aspect of things because that's what is changing right now. So do you, um, you're talking about like you like to show your own personal stuff. I mean, do you feel that showing more human stuff is important as well as just like, oh, I'm such a great agent and everything I do is perfect? Yes, you're human. At the end of the day, you want to work with someone who, you know, human. I've seen agents who literally just post house, house. I'm like, that's boring. I don't want to follow you. You know, you're kind of a square. I'm not interested. (laughs) That's what it is. You just want to sell me crap. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Then you have other agents I've seen like they'll show their pictures you know pictures of them going to a bar getting wasted I'm like no I don't want to work with you either (laughs) so there's a medium ground like hey you know picture with your family picture with your girlfriend your wife your spouse your kids cool I can relate to that in some way so it's just finding that medium ground yeah yeah that's awesome well that's good stuff so um so anything else that you want people to know before we go um I would say you're going to make a lot of mistakes in real estate when you start and it's okay. You know, I have so many horror stories when I first started. It just, I could go on and on about some of the stories. Yeah. So I had, um, I got a referral from a client of mine for, it was a single family home in the Valley and it was around like 1.5, 1.6 million first time. And this guy, I trusted him. I knew nothing about this new client amount. I went to the house, complete hoarder house. I mean, if you see the TV show, it doesn't do it justice. I I couldn't walk into the house without a cat. I mean, everything was, this guy had like 20 animals. It was the ugliest inside of the house. And I just felt so uncomfortable there. He had like these weird paintings, weird pictures. I felt like a horror movie. I was just like, get me out of here. I have no interest in selling your house. No one's going to buy this. You can hear the music in the background. Yeah. I was scared. I was, I've never been in a situation where I've been scared. 
like in a situation because the environment really scared me. It was dark, creepy, covered all the windows. I was like, I don't know you. <laughs> Is someone hidden in a closet? So I, like, I really French. felt like that. Like his mirror was cracked in half. I went to his master class. His mirror was cracked in half. He had paintings all covered up. I mean, we laugh, but I'm a little bit scared inside. I, I was <laughs> terrified. Like I had my phone and he was like sitting next to me. And it just everything kind of creeped me about this situation. I had a bad feeling about the entire situation. So he's like, oh, just sit down, stay. And I'm like, you know what? I got to make a quick phone call. Got up, called my friend. I'm like, where did you send me to? Who is this guy? Is he like stable? He's like, oh, I just met the guy at a lounge and he said he wanted in. I thought of you. I was like, oh my God, I oh, thought you no. knew this guy. So I go back in the house. I'm like, I don't care what I make on this deal. I'm just not comfortable. Right. So then, you know, he's taking me to the master bedroom. He's kind of showing me and I'm getting creeped out because I see this big mirror with like the slash. I kind of see like these red stains. Everything just creeped oh, me out. Yeah. I said, you know what? Um, I got to step out for a second to make a phone call. And I just never went back. <laughs> That's a true oh story. For a $2 million house, oh I never God. went back because my gut said... I don't think that's a mistake. That, no, I, I still that's don't. that's actually brilliant. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I highly recommend oh my the God. ending of that story to anyone who oh feels my. that way. I told the agents in my office that to this day. They still give me a hard time. Like, are you running still from listings? I'm like, no, I'm running for my life. Come on, guys. Right. Oh like, I God. saved my own life. But oh. that, that happens. Like, things yeah. like that come up in real estate, you know? Yeah. You know, we live in Montana where... It's rural. Oh. Like they're, you know, the Unabomber. Yeah, that's Montana. right. That's <laughs> so scary, but yeah. I think that go. I mean, but, you know, I, I picture Miranda, my daughter, you know, in some creepy, you know, going to L.A. <laughs> somehow terrifies yes. me a little bit. Of but course. I think it's good. I mean, literally things happen yes, everywhere. They do. And I think it's very wise to trust your gut. Got, go with your gut. That gut. was, I think you should have maybe trusted it, like I, five you the know, minute I walked ago. in, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I was, I should have. I should have like and walked in, walked out. I lived, I made it through. <laughs> I got on the phone, called all my friends right away, just told them don't the story. Go, don't go here, this. don't. I was, I literally yelled at my other friend who recommended because I thought it was a personal friend of yeah. me. The whole car ride home, I was like, cussing him out like what were you doing you almost killed me yeah. you almost killed me nobody knows where I am right now but you <laughs> <laughs> well and I think kind of the moral of the story is when things like that happen you have better questions yes and in the end of the day like one of our company values is curiosity and Very I feel good like point. when something comes out of it you're able like every single situation yeah. win or lose you're able to learn from it and yes Big takeaway. Big takeaway. Is ask more questions. Like, hey, friend. Yes. So Tell me you how you know this person. Were you yeah. sober when you met him? Yeah. <laughs> I, all I heard was $2 million listing, got excited. <laughs> Give me the address. I'm going over there. Little did I know it was Freddie Cougar's house. That's you know? awesome. <laughs> it really awesome. was. Okay. So anything else? No. Okay. Think... So the last question I yes. I'm a huge foodie. Like, I love mm. good food. Um, I... I'm finding every excuse to... I mean, we have great food in Billings, yes. Montana. However, I just... Um, I like that we can come here and yes. try new places every single time. So tell me about... Like, if there was one thing... If you... If something horrible happened, you had to move from L.A. And oh, then no, you don't came say that. back and you're like... if And someone said you're only allowed to eat at one place. Oh. Where would that be and what would you order? Easy for me. Uh, I'm a big... I'm a sucker for Italian food so okay. there's this place in uh, West Hollywood Chiconis okay. very nice place a lot of uh, celebrities and so forth go there but the food is amazing oh, nice. and I became really good friends going to this restaurant I've actually met tons of clients there and it's got some of the best Italian food I've ever had in my life I can't live without I probably go there I'd say two three times a week you know oh, and goodness. it's just the best Italian food the best like spaghetti they have with meatballs it's just amazing great drinks there I, I couldn't live without that you know I got so used to it too and my friend's the manager there now so he knows me oh, and he nice. always takes care of us so he's great yeah. well very good yes. 
Well, Bijan, this was such a delight. It's fine. First of all, it was so nice to meet you because Miranda's really enjoyed working with you. And second of all, um, it's just so fascinating to get to hear from you. Thank and, you. Um, congratulations on all your success. Thank it's you. Just, I hope that it just keeps Same here. going you know, full speed ahead. And I think a lot of agents are here to come. You have not even met yet. Yes, I'd love to. You know, blessed by what, what you know and what Any questions, share, you can always so. fire my way. Any agents ever have any questions, want to, you know, run something by me, feel free to contact me anytime. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much, and thank you. And if you have any questions for agents that um, I'll be interviewing in the future, please comment. Oh, and the best is yet to come. <laughs>